is the music from David Lynch and Angelo Bedlamente. Uh, those two guys back in 1991 decided to make a collaborative record. Now, the two people had been collaborating for some time. David Lynch as the visual auteur and Angelo Bedlamente is the guy who created the mood to go along with David Lynch's visuals. And it had been a really successful collaboration. But I think that David Lynch really wanted to get in on the musical side of artistic expression. And all you gotta do is look at what he's been doing since uh, the 21st century began. He's dug deeper and deeper into the musical side of art and sadly moved further and further away from film. Now, reasonably, you might say, well, he made Twin Peaks, and Twin Peaks was a 17-hour-long movie. Okay, okay, I'll grant you that. And yes, that is what David Lynch thinks of uh, the recent Twin Peaks. Uh, uh, Twin Peaks revisited as being as one long thought that was cut up into 17 individual pieces. And I was thinking about David this week because he was talking about doing that again. He had a new series that was supposed to come out called Wisteria. Uh, Wisteria is a mysteria. There's nobody that can tell you, is this a continuation of Twin Peaks? Is this a spin-off? Is this one of the characters? Nobody knows. Probably the people acting in the film don't know because that is the way David Lynch builds a project. But the project is dragging on a bit. There's a distinct possibility the project doesn't exist. Uh, the intent was that it was going to be a uh, series for Netflix. But during the pandemic, when the, uh, the production shut down, Netflix took their money and left. And now the word was that the series was going to continue without Netflix. But whether or not that is true remains up in the air. I was also thinking about David Lynch because the Queen of England, Elizabeth II, or the former Queen of England because she died. And uh, so that was the only thing that could, could end her reign was death. And it did in the end. But I was reading that she had had a, uh, a special concert arranged for her with Paul McCartney as a performer. And back in 1990, she skipped that so she could stay home and watch Twin Peaks. And I thought that was very charming. I thought that was humanizing of this symbol. This is the weirdest thing about the queen dying is that she was a symbol. She was a face on an English pound. Uh, she was uh, something that the people looked up to and thought of being quintessentially English, but she was actually a person. Uh, she was 
uh, a woman who wanted to stay home and watch Agent Cooper instead of having Paul McCartney stare at her while he sang Michelle. And I thought that was nice. So my, my feelings on the Queen have softened because of it. But anyway, back to the original topic. David Lynch, Angelo Bad Lamente, they were Thought Gang, and we heard a song called Multi Tempo Wind Boogie. Before that, Holger Zhukai from the Moving Pictures release and Longing for Daydreams. Uh, people often call this music made by Holger ambient music. I don't really think of it as ambient music because ambient music, as Brian Eno originally conceived of it, was music to be ignored. And I tend to not listen to music that is the intent of it is to be ignored. I think music demands engagement, deserves engagement. And lately I am engaged with that music from Holger Zhukai. And we began in my room tonight with music from Griffin Rue. Uh, Griffin Rue is a recording artist out of New York City. We heard a song called Acoustic Temple. Off the record, a spirit appears to a pair of lovers. <laughs> I've got the uh, dogs in the studio with me for the show tonight. And uh, the sound of the yipping made them both sit up and take notice. Is it my pack? Is that my people? Say, so, hey, how you guys doing? My name is Mike. This is my show. It's called In My Room Radio. It's a couple of hours on the outer limits of the outer limits of musical expression. If you wonder what that means, stick around. I will explain. So, cats and kittens, boys and girls, non-binary human beings, thanks for coming back and joining me here because as of right now, you are in my room.
hier, hier ligt Ockenbroek. Groot, hè? Ockenbroek. Als u het goed gezien hebt, dan sta ik ook nog niet te liegen op. Dit is Ockenbroek. Dit is Ockenbroek. Dit. En dit is Ockenbroek. Ziet u? Yeah. 
take two.
exciting music. I love to be excited by music, like the uh, the Cramps once said. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for something I ain't had before. And uh, that music by Soft Shoulder out of Tempe, Arizona. That is something that I ain't had before. I never heard them prior to this week, but I'm always out there searching. There's there's a new kind of kick waiting for me just over the horizon, just a, a quick click of the mouse, and there's something new and exciting to be had. And this week it was Soft Shoulder. They got a, they got a, quite a few records out. They all, uh, you know, based on my preliminary examination, uh, appear to be very compelling and exciting and different. I love it when I hear something new and I don't think, oh, that sounds like the Ramones or that sounds like suicide or doesn't this remind you of Throbbing Gristle? Sometimes those questions are rhetorically posed uh, between my brain and itself. Other times I ask the bunny and she just gives me that look like, just don't, don't, don't. So I bring it to you, soft shoulder. Before that, David Cunningham. David Cunningham was an obscure English musician making experimental music and then he lit upon the idea of producing really perverse pop music as the Flying Lizards. So he got together some collaborators, including people like uh, Robert Fripp and Vivian Goldman, and they became the Flying Lizards. And he had a huge international hit with his cover of Money. That's what I want. It was so crazy. I've I've shared this story before, so I apologize to you that who might be a longtime listener. But I was working in a record store then. As a young man, I always worked in record stores. And I was working in a regular suburban record store. And the people that bought the 45 of money were children. It was like eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds, all these preteen people were super excited about the flying lizards and I thought this is a good sign for the future of mankind but it turned out I was wrong but it, it seemed reasonable that children that would love the flying lizards would also grow up to be reasonable people but anyway the flying lizards uh, and a song called glide spin. Before that, Nicholas Gonin. Nicholas Gonin off the Hula Hula Kane release and a song called A Viki. Out of the Netherlands, a Dutch speaking fella named Paul de Young. You may know Paul de Young from his other collaboration called The Books. This was from a record called Herfstaten. We heard Oaken Blues. Uh, Paul DeYoung, a cello player, and using his cello like a slide guitar in that piece. 
for something that was produced for a uh, town in, in the Netherlands. They had a, a day-long festival where they invited performers in to perform new pieces collaborating with nature. Really wonderful. And we began with the guy playing the slide guitar and not at all sounding like the slide guitar. It is Mute Duo off of Laps in Passage and a song called Overland Line. So cats and kittens, hey, thanks for being here for hour number one of In My Room Radio. Uh, we're going to have a little more music. This is music from one half of the duo of Suicide. It is Martin Rev from Clouds of Glory and a song called Metatron. Then we'll have a quick non-commercial message and then back with hour number two of In My Room Radio. So stick around. It's coming up.
You know, if uh, church was cool, that is what church would be like. Uh, that is music from the pipe organ as played and interpreted by Callie Malone. Uh, but the thing is, church is not cool. Church, it seems like to me, should be like a discussion. You have a, uh, a spiritual leader there and you pose questions. Hey, I have an ex existential issue with this. Can you help me? But that's not really how it goes. They, they uh, talk from a book that was compiled a couple of thousand years ago by people that were looking for really uh, original ways to control people. So they compiled a book of the writings of others on the topic of control. Or at least that's how I interpret it. But I, I believe that if church was, uh, you know, beautiful droning pipe organs and mystical speaking on topics that are otherwise not spoken of in polite society, I might be curious because I am curious about those things. I'm just not curious about religion. I was, I was cured of that as a boy. Like as soon as I was in uh, Sunday school and they said, listen, we need you to go to your school and your friends and, and the basketball court and ask your other friends if they're Christians and invite them to the church. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't get my, my butt kicked enough just for being who I am. Now I'm gonna give them a really good excuse to give me a good thrashing. No, sir, I'm not doing that. Thanks, but no, I can handle getting my butt kicked on my own without you giving me new reasons to seek it out. Thanks. But also, I had no idea that people were serious about it. I thought that religion was like so many things in life. It's something we pretend to do because it's something that you do in polite society. I had no idea that really people really believed that there was a dude that walked on water that, you know, turned water into wine, which by the way, great trick, just saying. You know, this was a magician. But anyway, it didn't stick with me. I was done with it early. But, but, for the people that go to church and, and they, they get this, this uh, feeling from it that it enhances their life, I'm jealous. I would like to be one of those people. I'm just not. I don't feel it. How did I get into that? I don't know. Callie Malo loaned the pipe organ. I was just sitting there listening to those gorgeous drones and thinking, I would like to be sitting in a beautiful room with an incredibly high ceiling with my eyes closed, absorbing this music. 
waiting to get the good news. But they don't do that. Not in the churches I've seen, anyway. We need a, the Church of Callie Malone. That would be cool. Maybe uh, the Church of Pig Baby. We also heard Pig Baby. Pig Baby from the sad, beautiful record called Palindromes, where a song called It's a Long Way Down From Here. That's what they used to tell me about hell. It's a long way down from here, kid. And we began with another uh, beautiful soul who created awesome music and is gone now, gone way too young, Mira Calix. I don't know that I ever read what happened to Mira, but I think it was disease-related as opposed to being, you know, painkiller-related, like so many deaths these days. So let's continue on with In My Room Radio. This is something from my boys, Bomus Prendon, my peeps, off the hectic sleeper release. This is hit by a moon rock. Ow. Thank you. 
That is music from Thor Harris off the Doom Dub release. Uh, there's a new Doom Dub. It's called Doom Dub 2, but this is off the original release. It's a song called The End of the Anthropocene. I had to look that up. Uh, Anthropocene as a noun means the current geological age viewed as the period during which human activity has been dominant influence on climate and environment. So I believe that what, uh, what Thor is saying in his own way in a very Thor-like pronouncement is that our current course of action will lead to the end of us. The end of the Anthropocene, the uh, post-industrial revolution human being who sucks up all the uh, everything, everything. I mean, there's so many of us and all of us are, are driving cars. All of us are uh, talking on our telephones, all of us are buying little sandwiches that are wrapped in plastic. All of us using trees. I, it's just endless. Now, don't get me wrong. I am one of those people. I am you. You are me. Uh, so many of us have good intentions. And yet, and yet, even though we make overtures to being better human beings and going out of our way to save the planet we are doing so little compared to the damage we are doing so it seems inevitable that even though the earth will likely live on now hopefully when the earth lives on it does not live on like say mars lives on as a planet where at one time life existed I like to believe that the earth, that, that Gaia, that mom will punish us, but leave everything else. You know, that's probably wishful thinking, but that is what I'm hoping for because we are without regret in our pursuit of convenience. The idea, short of some sort of a global disaster that would demand it, but the idea that we would ever go back to a society where we were all separated, where we lived and died in our own little town, where we had uh, horse and buggy, you know, that is not gonna happen. So we're just gonna charge on. I, um, I uh, heard a report on NPR, they were talking about how the bottom of the ocean, two and a half miles below the uh, surface of the ocean, there are all these rocks, these potato-sized rocks. And these potato-sized rocks are full of elements that they need to make lithium batteries. Now, the idea is that all of us will be driving cars that are electrical in nature, and we will have these lithium batteries. Now, that's ignoring the fact that lithium batteries are extremely volatile. Furthermore, ignoring the fact that we currently don't have the, uh, the stuff to make these batteries. But this Australian 
billionaire is saying, well, we have it. It's just on the bottom of the ocean and we know how to get it out of there. So people are charging into the breach and saying, let's do it, let's go get it. Just ignoring the fact that there are species that we don't know about because it's so dark on the bottom of the ocean that live on the bottom of the ocean and likely sucking up all these rocks and, and creating these plumes of silt would probably have a negative effect. But still, we need these rocks. We gotta have our cars. Come on, man. Let us, let us go get it. So the end of this story is that we're gone. The end of the intro post-scene. Thor Harris. Before that, met Valentina Magalete, the other side of everything from a queer anthology of drums. You know, I really struggle with that word. Like, even though I'm happy to refer to anybody in whatever way they would prefer to be referred to as, like, just tell me, I'm in. But, I grew up in an age where the word queer was uh, not used kindly. Uh, when I was a boy, because at times I was not like every other boy. At other times I really was. But at times I was not like every other boy. And when I would get bullied by boys, occasionally I would be called a queer. And I didn't like it. And I'm reluctant to uh, call anybody by a name that I have this knee-jerk reaction to. But I, I furthermore wonder, is it not that people would prefer that I, you know, a cisgender male, middle-aged, call them uh, queer, but in fact that they might refer to themselves in this way, that it is a word uh, chosen for the use of the people who would call themselves by that. You know, maybe I'm not supposed to, to say this at all, which in some ways I would prefer. But ultimately, I just, I want everybody to feel okay as much as possible with being who they are whatever they are, whoever they are, in whatever way they choose to portray themselves, okay, you do that, you own it, I support you. And I will also represent myself in a way that makes me comfortable. Valentina Magalete. Before that, Mothcock. I don't think Mothcock wants to be known as anything but Mothcock, off the record called Whipstream and Other Earthly Delights, we heard Oklahoma Medicine, and we began with music by my pals, my buddies, my compatriots, Bomus Prendon, off the Hectic Sleeper release, and a song called Hit by a Moon Rock. I believe there's going to be a new Bomus Prendon release very soon, but I don't know. I don't know. It's really 
we are a collective and we make collective decisions, or at least that is the intent. But me, I, you know, every 90 days or so, I want to put out a new release because I'm excited about it. I helped create it. Uh, you know, this is, this is an expression of, of me as, as a person and as, as an artist. But more so, it is an expression of this collective of people who make this awesome music. And I want to share it with people right away. I just want to get it out there. Now, uh, you know, common logic would tell you this is not the way to put your music out there. Uh, that you are in spo supposed to be patient and let people absorb it and then put, you know, one release in a year is a nice number. But I don't like that number. I don't like it. I don't want it. So, hey, I'm Mike. This is my show. It's called In My Room Radio. A couple of hours on the outer limits of the outer limits of musical expression. And I thank you for being here for it. I'm going to leave you with music by Tyler Garling. Uh, Tyler knows, uh, considers himself lizard hands. He has lizard hands. This is off his new release called Reality Comes. And the song is called Glimmer. So I love you guys. If you're sitting there at home uh, wondering how you might consider uh, referring to yourself and feeling somewhat unloved, I would like to share with you, I love you. I love you. I reach through the airwaves. I reach through the internet. And I give you the most supportive of hugs. I love you. And I'll see you next week with more in my room. But until then... <laughs>